to another episode of the FPL Amateurs of Oz podcast. Tonight, joining me is my co-host, Damo. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad, man. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Cool. Uh, very excited now, mate. We've got a new manager, uh, Renato, captain coach now, so it should be <laughs> all right. Um, joining us this week, we've got Ben from the FPL Mavericks podcast. Um, massive fan of yours, mate. How are you? Hey, Quentin. Yeah, very uh, happy to be on, and, and thanks for taking the time to have a chat today. Looking forward no, to it. Good. Taken about what, like about a month. I've been um, <laughs> trying to trying to work out a day to get you on. So yeah, now nah, finally it happened. So we're pretty pumped, mate. Awesome. Um, might start with this week how it went for me. I sort of started with starring goals. Had the back three of Trent Alexander Arnold, Cancelo, Chilwell, then midfielder Bowen, Salah, Gallagher. Then had Jimenez, Ronaldo, and Antonio up front. But obviously. It went pretty good this week. Um, Rafinha ended up getting put sat on the bench, so I had Livermento come in for him. I ended up on 80 points with Captain Ronaldo, so it wasn't horrible. It was actually um, a breath of fresh air to see uh, Salah uh, miss a few of those opportunities because it was a nervous watch because my ranking could have uh, absolutely plummeted. So I ended up getting a small green arrow of 20K, so I went from 70K up to 50K, so... Pretty happy with that effort. What about you, Damo? How'd you go this week, mate? Uh, yeah, actually really, really good. So ended up scoring 86. So I took a, took a minus four to get Ronaldo in. So scored 90, but with the minus four, 86. Uh, decided to keep Sanchez and just not worry about doing anything. I was just I sort of thought about it. I'm like, well, I think whoever I bring in is going to score two at most anyway. So I thought uh, I'll just keep Sanchez. My back line was absolutely brilliant. You know, Cancelo, 12, TAA, 15, Rudiger, 14, and then finished up uh, obviously with James on 12. So I uh, had a massive week in terms of down back. Uh, most, uh, mostly everyone returned except for my West Ham guys. So it was a bit of a shame. <laughs> uh, so West Ham actually let me down this week, but uh, <laughs> say, um, you know my differential in Saint Max come uh, came good with uh, ten points. So Captain Ronaldo, like uh, I thought, if I bring him in for a hit, because um, I did want him at the time, and then obviously you, you guys, oh, you know, Man United shit the bed. So uh, <laughs> so I uh, yeah, so Captain Ronaldo, you know, I scored five, which is not that bad. Um, I would have had it on Salah, but in saying that, I still would have had Barty in the team and he would keep blank. So I think I sort of came up par in terms of where I would have been. Uh, and, yeah, when I oh, actually went up about 200 and something K in the ranks. So I'm actually closing in on you, mate. I'm uh, 150K rank, uh, 791 points. So, uh, yeah, just look out in the next couple of weeks, mate. I'll be in the top 100K and, uh, you know, on your, on your tail. Uh, well, it's a pretty solid effort, mate. Uh, no goalkeeper in a minus four, and he's still got ninety points. So, mate, <laughs> respect for that. But um, yeah, you're still the second to me on the podcast, mate. So let's not get that. <laughs> How'd you go this week, Benny? Oh, guys, I feel like I'm in esteemed company because I am having a uh, a bit of a shocking season. Um, I actually didn't get on the Bruno, Bruno Fernandez hat trick, and I didn't get on the Salah hat trick. And I am claw- trying to claw my way back ever since. Um, but I had a pretty average week, in all honesty. Um, Cancelo was my captain who saved the day a little bit. That's um, amazing, yeah, I, I luckily changed last minute from Wilson. I was going to go with a bit of a uh, differential captain pick, but 
the Eddie Howe COVID news just threw me off a little bit. I just I just thought, nah, I'm going to change tact here. Went for Cancelo, um, 73 points. So not too bad. Average, hanging in there. Nah, it's, a, it's still a solid score. And I, I still feel like Cancelo was a decent differential captain because I think I only see maybe one or two people sort of on Twitter in my space anyway that had Cancelo as captain. So good yeah. shout. And, and, and you know myself, I was uh, all aboard the Wilson um, train yeah. this week, so I don't blame you for sort of considering him as a captain option either. No, I think he's definitely going to be scoring in, in the next couple of weeks for sure. It was very surprising to see him have a quiet game. It was just one of those ones where he didn't really do anything bad or do anything good. He kind of just existed on the field. Mm, agree, he did exist, but not <laughs> how I like it. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's one of those things, though, Two moments in your FPL season can sometimes hamper you, but I feel like you're on the way back up. And there's a couple of picks I noticed in the pods over the season that haven't quite paid off or you've been pretty unlucky. So, Yeah, I appreciate that, mate. You're very kind. <laughs> nah, it's all good, mate. Uh, you see me last week when I captain Aubameyang for his minus two, mate, so we'd have to... Oh. We, we, yeah, we were, we were together on that one. I can't believe that still. <laughs> and, mate, end of the day, you're, uh, what's it called, because you've come onto the pod, everyone who comes into the pod ends up having a great week, so the next week, so you'll be right. Oh, buzzing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to say it's propaganda, but it's it's the truth, mate. So um, <laughs> look forward oh. to those green arrows this week, mate. Oh, yes, love the greenie. <laughs> uh, we might get into the FPL Twitter League. I'm not sure whether... Uh, you're accustomed to it, Benny, but um, our kind friend over at the FPL Planner, he's done up in sort of the average player that's owned in our league each week, and that's sort of like the fantasy team that fits under the 100 mil salary cap. So okay. this week uh, we had fostering goals for five points. Trent Alexander-Arnold, Cancelo, James Chilwell, then had Captain Salah, Foden, and Bermo, Vardy, Tony, and Antonio. So we end up with 82 points this week, so beat me and I think oh no I did beat you didn't, didn't sorry beat me. mate I missed you being so <laughs> low on the way. scores mate no. <laughs> um yeah so end up getting a, a pretty decent sized green arrow from 51k down to 32k so every week it just seems to be absolutely telling us up and bloody TN from the FPL planner let me know that in the message when he sent me through the link so <laughs> So we need I think we need to pull our finger out, Damo. You're slowly crawling up from the depths uh, of the slow, darkness, mate. But slowly, slowly make my way back, mate. Slowly make my way back. <laughs> uh <laughs> next up we get to the FPL Amateurs of Oz League. Uh in first place, no surprise again, is the Kong FPL planner on eight eighty five. Second is Aman's team eight forty one. And rounding out the top three is Kappa's FC on eight thirty nine. I'm sitting on 8th at 8.16. Damo creeping up the ranks, 15th, 7.91. And the top score this week, mate, you couldn't have it to yourself. You joined <laughs> FPL Popo on 90 points, so actually pretty decent score this week. But, um, yeah, mate, it's still not good that you had to share it with someone else, so you can't get the full credit. Ah, uh, that's right, mate. Uh, my time's coming, man. I've <laughs> got to say, though, I've got to say, though, uh, if you've been following our pod for a while, we have been shouting out, and I've got to shout this out again. We've been shouting out big at the back for a long time. Uh, you know, that mullet strategy. 
uh, and I got to say, it's been pa- it's paid off the dividends, uh, into mm-hmm. especially this week. I think it was uh, if you were big at the back, like uh, like we were, I think it was close to about forty points just at the back. So incredible. Yeah, it's almost more value than having more fullbacks and having a striker, which is insane. <laughs> Crazy. James is like a striker at the moment, isn't he? Oh, he's insane. Between James and Ken Sello and Trent Alexander-Arnold, it's like having strikers play in the back line and they just sit up front all game and they don't have to defend. I guess when you're in a good team, you don't have to defend much. So, Yeah, I agree. Uh, we might get into the game review. Um, start with Leicester and Chelsea. I thought... Uh, Chelsea kind of toyed with Leicester a bit, probably could have been a bit more damaging. It's almost like they didn't want to embarrass Leicester too much at home. So they kind of just played the ball around a bit. But Chewell and James, again, just looked amazing. And I really think that if you don't have either, and I mean, Chewell's now injured and done his ACL. So if you don't have James, I think that he's an absolute must because even I think the fixtures... When they're not great, I think he's still going to be getting those returns sort of similar to Cancelo and Trent Alexander-Arnold. But apart from that, I'm kind of keeping a watch on Lukaku to see how he comes back. Um, They said that he's back running and he should be back in the next week or so. And Werner's been playing off the bench. So I think the likes of Havertz, it might be time to get off. But um, I never sort of was a fan of the Havertz sort of pick just because I'd it seems like their defense is scoring all their points. So, but um, yeah, that's about it for me. Not really interested in Leicester at all at the moment till I figure out what's going on with their attack. It just sort of just seems to be a bit sort of stale. What about you, Damo? Yeah. So obviously, with the uh, I never had chill well, so uh, that doesn't affect me. But uh, obviously, with the potential, <laughs> the potential. Um, I don't know if it's been has it been confirmed in terms of the ACL. Well, uh, I know I've seen it on Twitter somewhere, yeah. but I can't. Sort of I, I would hazard to say he'd be, he'd be out for a little while anyway. Uh, so you know, all aboard the James, the James, uh, the James train. But um, yeah, so obviously you know James Rudiger, uh, well over the weekend combined. Oh, actually, I've got it here. Combined for thirty-five points, so that's insane. Uh, obviously, from Lukaku looming. If anyone that did. Uh, have Havertz in his in their size. Probably time to move off Havertz. Uh, in terms of Leicester, look, they've got good fixtures, but I'm just not interested in their assets at the, at the moment. Obviously, I moved on uh, Vardy a couple of weeks ago now, and he still hasn't really uh, done anything of of note for a while. So he was the only one I was sort of um, thinking about in terms of Leicester. But uh, but yeah, at the moment. I think uh, it's all aboard the uh, Chelsea defence, and um, <clears throat> I think that uh, we'll just keep rolling on, uh, even without uh, Chilwell. Uh, how about yourself, Ben? Yeah, I think that obviously the, the standout performer has been um, Rhys James. Like he plays so far advanced, um, I think he is becoming a must-have. Um, unfortunately for my team, I'm not 100 percent sure I can get him in. Um, this week, um, but yeah, watching him last week was just painful, um, especially as a Chilwell owner as well, because Chilwell could have scored twice and had an extra assist, so that was even more painful. Um, but in terms of players that I'm liking for Chelsea at the moment, other than Reese James, I've been really, really um, 
interested in Hudson Odoi. Um, I think he, this looks like his breakout year. Um, you know, the the manager in, in Tuchel has full confidence in him after his little um, spat. I think a couple of uh, maybe even start the end of last season where he was holding him on and off. Um, you can really see that he's matured in his performances. So I think he become he'll become a really good um, sort of asset moving forward. And the other player that I really like who didn't wasn't on the pitch um, for the full game, I don't think was, but has played really well in the Champions League is Hakim Zayic. Um, I yeah, think nah, with, I rate him big time. Yeah, so I like, think I think with Chilwell being out. He might take a lot of set pieces, which is obviously as a as a fantasy manager you want, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, I just don't know like, whether. Do you think that they will find a spot for Hudson permanently? Because it seems like he is getting a, a fair bit of game time lately. Yeah, he seems to be playing across that front three, doesn't he? But I know he has been tried in the wing backs, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think he does have that versatility. I just love that. He seems to be able to carry the ball quicker and in more intense spats than the rest of the team. So I think that's what Tuchel sees in him. Um, but it will be interesting to see what his game time looks like for sure. Yeah, well, he's 5.3. So if yeah. he can get a buy into that Chelsea attack and, and it's a consistent starter, like 5.3 is an absolute bargain. So. Mm. Mm. Uh, well, I have the uh, next game, which was a very high-scoring contest, uh, Burnley versus Palace, which ended in 3-all. Uh, with Burnley, I think uh, the only one that interests me is probably Cornet. Uh, at this stage, I'm not grabbing anyone from Burnley, but if I'm going to shout out any option, it's probably Cornet, just the way he's been playing. Uh, especially probably the last three or four weeks has been nothing short of amazing. Uh, in terms of Palace, you know, the question that I do have is, is Benteke now an option? Uh, has been, you know, he's looked really yes. good. He, <laughs> he seems, he seems, uh, he seems to have sort of found his footing. Um, and that, um, that Palace team is actually doing, uh, quite well at the moment. So, you know, Gallagher keeps ticking along. Uh, and I've got to say, and I can't remember which, actually, you can help me out here, Quentin, which one of the Addicts boys shouted out Gwehi on our pod? Oh, uh, it was Ollie. It was Ollie. I've got to shout him out, mate, because he, like, when he first said Gwehi, I was like, who? <laughs> but um, I've got to say, you know, he came, he, Gwehi scored on the weekend, and he's actually, his fantasy numbers are actually uh, quite good at the moment. Like, I think... He's returned three out of the last four. And, um, yes, yeah, so I've, I've got to massively shout out Ollie for that uh, for that pick on our pod. So, uh, yeah, so <laughs> how about yourself, Q? You? Yeah, I sort of I, I sort of back up on that as well. Um, Brady mentioned him last week um, on the pod as well. So I, I don't know whether he's just uh, getting on the bandwagon or he's been a long-time fan, but I think that's a massive shout-out because I think you almost spat your, your cappuccino out, mate, when he said that on the pod. So. <laughs> Um, in regards to Ben Teke, I, f- I feel like I'd never, ever be looking at him as a fantasy asset, but he's been on fire four goals the last five games. So 
I mean, if anyone's wanting a bit of a differential, I think he's only 2.1% owned, so, and 6.3 is a decent price for what he's producing at the moment. And I really think with uh, Gallagher sending those balls in consistently, I, I really think he could be a decent um, sort of differential pick there. And um, in terms of Gallagher, he's just been Gallagher, mate. Ever since I got him in, he's just, yeah, he's been a freak. So last four games, he's had 15 chances, two assists, two goals, six shots and 16 crosses. So he's just a man that is on an absolute tear at the moment. So sometimes it doesn't quite give you the uh, the fantasy output that you'd like, but the most thing you want to look at is when you're watching the game is does the eye test pass because there's no use sort of being sporadic, I guess, and getting sort of fairness returns every now and again, but not looking great. So he's he's looking like he should be scoring 15 every week. So if you haven't got him in, I'd definitely get him in sort of before I say you probably get another price rise this week, I'd say. But um, they've got some decent fixtures over the next couple of weeks. So I'd definitely get him in. And uh, yeah, from Burnley, the only person I'm looking at is Cornet. He's just He's pretty much Burnley's attack. So, and then I, mean, I guess Christmas Wood's been getting on the score sheet, but I just don't think he's a fantasy asset at the moment. What about you, Benny? Yeah, I have to agree with all that, guys. I think I think Benteke is a great option for the, for the next couple of games, at least. Um, I also feel um, with Benteke, he's he's a bit of a flat flat track bully as well. Um, and it and it sounds as though he's, he's actually piped up because he's playing for a new contract, right? So. Um, he's a little bit hungry for for a new payday, so I think that's got something to do with it. Um, <laughs> uh, and then obviously Gallagher, and, and I think the only other two assets out of um, Burnley would be Corne and, and Wood, if Wood's got some good fixtures likewise. So, yeah, I think you covered it well, boys. No, definitely. And I, I wish some half-hour Man United squad had to play for their contract. We might win a few games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Too big of a contract. Devil. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't. I think Harry Harry Guy should just donate his to charity, mate. At the moment, <laughs> uh, speak of the devil. Uh, next up, we have got Watford and Man United. Um, yeah, this is quite a disappointing. Watch to me, just had high hopes. The thing I told you, Damo, I was pretty mm-hmm. confident we were going to sort of do a bit of a statement game. This and it was a statement oh, it was game. Definitely a statement. Wasn't, <laughs> wasn't the right <laughs> statement that I was hoping they'd make, but um. Likes of Ronaldo, he had a fair few chances. He probably should have put one or two sort of away because he, he very rarely ever misses one-on-ones, but I think there was one where he slipped over as he kicked it. So I sort of give him a pass mark for that. But, um, yeah, as a captain option, I sort of I was pre- pretty sad to watch that he missed a couple of his chances. But I sort of I looked at Vanderbeek. I, f- I have a feeling that he's going to play a lot more now that we've, we'll be under a new coach. And he looked pretty decent and he looked – playing a bit more advanced. Like, I know he's still centre defensive mid, but he did sort of play a lot closer to Fernandez um, in that midfield. So I think if he starts consistently, he might be an option. Uh, King and Dennis, they look like they're the new uh, new players under the new boss. So I, I don't like Watford's fixtures at all for a bit, but when they do open up, I think one of them too at their price is going to be a decent pickup. And I probably will look at, one of them, probably Dennis, because he's a little bit cheaper. But 
yeah, I think either of those when their fixtures open up are decent looks. Um, what about you, Damo? Yeah, so obviously uh, with Man United uh, sacking their coach now, obviously we don't know who they're bringing in yet. There's, you know, there's rumours of Poch. Uh, there's rumours of, uh, I've forgotten his name, the one from uh, the coach from Leicester at the moment. Um, uh, Rogers. Yeah, Rogers. So <laughs> obviously... Uh, if you can get one of those two, I would have to say in you know five or six game weeks, Man United will be back uh, to their best sort of thing. But yeah, so I'd, I'd say you're right in terms of you know players like Van der Beek, potentially Sancho, um, being going to be given opportunities now that um, uh, your um, your coach has been sacked. Like you'd have to, you'd have to sort of start playing. Um, these players, uh, or else what's you know, sort of what's the point? Um, so at the moment for me, I'll, I won't go anywhere near um, any Man United players at least in the next sort of three to four game weeks. Um, Ronaldo would have to be the only option, and like I, uh, as I sort of talk about later on, I'm probably going to do a bit of a uh, switcheroo with Ronaldo and Kane sort of this week, and then potentially Kane back to Ronaldo in about three to four game weeks, but I'll uh, sort of see how we go there. Uh, but, like, my only sort of concern for Ronaldo, <clears throat> given he's, you know, he's 37, obviously he's, you know, fitter than any of us blokes. But, um, no, just, you know, just a bit fitter than me, mate. I'm sort of, yeah, <laughs> I'm sort of concerned with some of these older blokes or the ones that potentially, you know, injury prone, uh, how much game time will they actually get over the next sort of, you know, two to three game weeks, given that it's back-to-back-to-back, you know, uh, what is it, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday games, whatever the case may be, uh, that sort of midweek game in the middle. uh, How You know, will they get rested? Um, So those are sort of my concerns in terms of uh, Ronaldo in particular. Uh, In terms of of Watford, sorry, um, you know, Foster, Saar, Dennis King, they all potentially become options, not now, um, obviously, you know, the Man United game was great for them. But I think in about three game weeks' time when their fixtures open up, um, I'll definitely be looking at players like Saar uh, and then just seeing uh, where sort of Dennis and King fall in terms of their placement in that Watford side. Dennis particularly becomes quite interesting. I think he's at 5.3 now or 5.4 uh, as a sort of uh, budget option because the man just knows how to score. Like, he's uh, he's a bit sort of a black and white in terms of he's either scoring double digits or he's not scoring at all. So um, <laughs> I think he's, uh, if I'm not mistaken, in the, he's, he's definitely in the top five forwards, if I'm not mistaken, at the moment. So Yeah, I'm pretty, he's uh, sitting pretty high at the moment. Yeah, he's sitting pretty high. So I'd just love to see, I think the next two to three weeks are going to be a bit dour for them. But um, definitely Watford is a team to watch uh, after that. Uh, how about yourself, Ben? Yeah, I think that was a really sh- – I mean, if I'm, in, a, in my opinion anyway, it was a shock result. Yeah. Um, I did not expect Man United to be that poor. I know they had been poor under Man- under Ole, um, but Watford played really, really well. Lots of intensity. Um, looked like they played together for a while, which I know they haven't. I think they're a, a new bunch, really, um, with all the new additions of, of the Dennises and, and Kings. 
And I think you're right. I think Dennis is the player that I've got my eye on just because he's so cheap. Um, but I will be waiting to see um, sort of what fixtures I can slip him in for and where. Because the next three, you know, Leicester, Chelsea and Man City at home. Yeah, I'm not interested in that at all. Yeah, no, they're not going to shit the bed like Man United did. So, <laughs> And uh, Man United, yeah, I mean, again, I think that's a similar thing. I want to see how they go, under if it's Carrick or Fletcher or whoever takes it. Um, but they've got a, a horrendous next three games. So, yeah, I mean, no rush to get anybody from, from United, unfortunately. Quentin. I mean, if there was a perfect world where we could just um, send Maguire on loan to every club we play for the next three <laughs> weeks, I reckon I'd probably entertain it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up, we got Norwich and Southampton. Um, sorry, I think I stole this one from you, Damo. You can. <laughs> no, that's all right, man. Um, yeah, no, it wasn't sort of. It was a good game to watch, but I sort of didn't really have a lot of interest in it just because I sort of only had sort of Livermento coming off my bench. So, but I did uh, like look at Shea Adams. Um, he just seems to be the best option. At Southampton, even though Armstrong is sort of getting those assists and, and I think he got in a goal last week. But um, I really think he could be an option. And I don't think he's that expensive. I'll have a look. Um, 6.8. So it's not too expensive. I sort of – I think that when it, with their fixtures, I think it could be a good shout, just a bit of a differential pick because I don't think a lot of people own him. I think he's sitting out, yeah, 1.1%. So – He's only, I think he's only three points behind Armstrong um, in total points as well, and he's missed a couple of games. So out of both teams, instead of only looking at him, don't really have any interest in uh, Norwich at the moment. What about you, Damo? Uh, Yeah, so Alec, as with you, I'm probably not looking at anyone from both these games in saying that, you know, Norwich actually playing well under Dean Smith, so... Uh, I think that new manager bounce has served well. Like, they've uh, won two games in a trot now. But, um, but yeah, so as I sort of say, week in, week out, probably no interest in Norwich at the moment. Uh, and then Southampton, probably no due to the challenging fixtures that they have in the next five. Uh, so, yes, at the moment, it's probably no one from these in this particular game. Uh, how about yourself, Ben? Um. Yes, <laughs> I do. I, the only reason I say that <clears throat> is because I was looking at a budget striker and I think Pookie's found some form finally. Um, so he would be the only one that I'd be looking at for Norwich. Um, and yeah, he's not too high on the list, but as a differential, I think he's going to score. Like he's going to score goals. So a um, so question without notice then. Pookie or Dennis, who would you have? I'm a fixtures man. Ah, okay. So, so you, I would, you'd go Pookie first? I'd go Pookie first, yeah. Mm. It sounds yeah, crazy, but I would. No, no, that's fair. That's fair. Well, their fixtures are better than Dennis. They don't Correct. have good fixtures, but they're a lot better. So, yeah. If if Watford's fixtures were slightly better, i.e. there weren't Chelsea, then Man City... Mm. Mm. I think I would still go over. Uh, I'd still go for Dennis because I really rate him as a player. Um, yeah. But but Pookie for this run for sure. Nah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, well, that wraps up, mate. <laughs> that entertaining uh, draw uh, game. Sorry. 
I will steal the next game from you then, Quentin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got Liverpool 4, Arsenal 0. So uh, just an absolute whitewash for Arsenal here. They actually probably didn't play too badly, I must say. But, uh, yeah, Liverpool just on another level. I think they were they were hurting from um, losing to West Ham the week before. So they needed to come out and make a statement. Uh, except, you know, they've sort of done the reverse of Man United and actually win. So, But in saying <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> I've, got to, I've got to give you at least some, you know, some crap to Man United every week, man, like uh, pulling the strings here. Um, so in terms I'll be of... waiting in the wings, mate, for West Ham. I'll be waiting. <laughs> it's going to be a big game. Um, so in terms of Liverpool, I'm just sort of going to throw it out there. Is TAA a potential captaincy option this week over Salah. So that's just sort of a bit of of food for thought for you guys. Uh, So, like, because the way that the defenders are just racking up points, they have Southampton, uh, you know, he's going to get at least one or two assists, if not a goal. So you're sort of looking, you can almost guarantee double digits for... TAA this week. So, you know what I mean? Whereas Salah, he might get in, you know, he, he might score three or four goals. I'm not denying that, but he might get an assist. He might, you know, he's sort of been hovering around that sort of five to eight points probably for the last two or three weeks now. So it's just food for thought because, like, never in my wildest dreams would I, would I thought we'd be talking about captaining defenders, not only captaining defenders once, but almost weekly, <laughs> given you know, given how the defenders are, have been playing, not only for Liverpool but you know for Man City, for Chelsea, so uh, definitely sort of some food for thought. Um, as I said, you know, TAA Salah, you know, Jota is a third. Uh, I have Henderson, and I'm going to start him this week. I um, yeah. I hope. Yeah, <laughs> I hope he does start. Like, look, he's one that I sort of throw on um, throw on the bench. He was my um, uh, my sort of uh, budget option, so I could pick up Ronaldo last week. Uh, so I had him on the bench this week. Um, I don't know if he played or he came off the bench. I think he came off the bench for about fifteen minutes, but um, I think I'll throw him on this week just to see how he goes. Like, he has sort of. Um, scored well in the past, and I actually think Liverpool might put, you know, four or five passes at Southampton this week. So that's sort of my call. Um, unfortunately, I, I love, as a player, I love Mane, but he's just not an option when you, you know, when you're sort of, if you've got uh, Salah, Kane, you know, a few others in your team, especially the golden big at the back, you just don't have room for Mane. But he's just ticking over nicely, so mm. it's it's really challenging. Like I was, I wish he was priced like he was a couple of seasons ago. We were, where I think he was about one or two million cheaper than Salah. Yeah, he's about ten and a half or yeah, nothing. yeah. And I think that's the price that you know you might actually think of getting him over Sun or something like that. But uh, at you know a price pretty much the same as Salah, you, you can't go anywhere near him. Uh, in terms of Arsenal, I think. If you've got Smith Rowe, who's up to 5.9 now, I think he was down at 5.3 several game weeks ago now, Um, you keep him because he's great value. Other than that, that's it. I I can't sort of foresee bringing in any Arsenal assets 
at the moment. Uh, how about yourself, Quentin? Yeah, sort of. Uh, I sort of agree with all of that that you said. Um, Salah, it was it was weird because he has only been scoring the five points, but watching the game on the weekend, he probably should have had about two mm. goals and another two assists. And I was it was it was weird because I was deaf riding him, but he was in my team, so. I was kind of glad he missed all those chances. And I think it was a similar story last week as well. He missed a few chances and probably should have had another goal. So I think Trent Alexander-Arnold is pretty much just going to class him as a premium midfielder at the moment yeah. because, you know, it's it's ridic- It's almost like what Salah is in the midfield, like he is in defense. Like them two are just both premium must-haves. And I'd, regardless of the fixtures, you know, you always have a chance of scoring points. So... I love that shout. And then in terms of uh, Arsenal, sort of Ramsdale is just playing out of his skin. And, and this week they actually do have a decent fixture. I mean, their fixtures are coming to an end. But if you do have those Arsenal assets, I do think this week is a great uh, fixture to play them. And I think even if you've got a transfer and you're not sure what you want to do, I'd probably even just bring in a Smith Rowe or a Saka or someone in this week just as a one-week shout because they do have Newcastle and Newcastle still don't really look great at the back. But, um, yeah, definitely think they're a good shout. What about you, Benny? you like anyone this week, mate? Guys, I think um, I agree with both of you there. Um, Damo, I think there's definitely some maverick undertones there of a, uh, <laughs> a, a, Trent, a TAA captaincy shout. I absolutely love that. I think you're absolutely right. He could, he could pop off another 15. And that's you 30 points and Salah could just assist. Mm. And everyone's gone Salah again, going with this perma-captain ideology, which is starting to fall by the wayside a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I, I love that. And I think I agree with you, Quentin. In terms of a, a pick, even for the next few fixtures, um, Saka and um, Smith-Rowe, why not punt on one of them guys this week? Because um, it's Newcastle at home, Manchester United who in their current state could easily, you know, could, could mean goals for Arsenal uh, and, and Everton away. So, yeah, I, I think the Arsenal boys are still well within my thoughts and especially the, the two two guys there. Um, Lacazette maybe as well, because I can't ever put Aubameyang in my team after he dogged me. So. Nah, he's burned a hole in my team, mate. Burned a hole in my heart and my team. My soul. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Never go back in. <laughs> no, that's a good shout uh, Damon I'll let you do this one as well mate. Yeah. You can double up. Uh, so this was the uh, Wolves versus West Ham game uh, I've got to say Wolves are just absolutely the better side on the day absolutely dominated us we looked very lethargic we looked very tired which is a bit disappointing after sort of uh, I say two week rest but obviously we had a, quite a number of players uh, out in international so whether that made a difference or not I don't know uh, so, you know, as I've sort of said in previous weeks, you know, I've been excited to be a West Ham fan, fan. As I've said, fortune's always hiding, mate. Like, uh, <laughs> as, our, as our song goes, uh, us West Ham fans, you know, we we know that, uh, or hopefully it's just one week and then we're back, uh, you know, being, being West Ham, we might come out and smash Manchester City this week, who knows? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that could be a chance, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll see how we go. But, uh, look, as I said, Wolves assets are fine to have for the next two, and then I'd move on. So if you've got any Wolves assets, you know, Jimenez, Wang, um, 
any 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 others, even some of the defenders, they're fine. I think they've got Norwich next, and uh, the next one after uh, is pretty decent as well. But then, sort of, their run sort of comes to an end. Uh, in terms of West Ham, like uh, I, I know a lot of people are dumping Antonio at the moment. As I said, I'm keeping him um, and starting him you know, pretty much every week. Um, he's still a season keeper for me. Uh, he's a type, as I said, and I get, I know he's blanked a lot, but he's just the type of player that can score in any game. So um, I, you know, don't want to lose my value invested in him as well. Uh, so sort of a bit of a, you know, it's interesting sort of uh, what people will do with him. But, um, but yeah, there's, there's not really many forward options out there that I'd want to grab anyway. Um, for me, uh, the player that you need to have in your side, not so much now in terms of West Ham, but maybe from about game week 15 or 16 onwards is probably Bowen. Bowen, to me, um, is looking fantastic. He's looking fantastic in every game. So I think if you're going to pick one West Ham asset, it's Bowen for me. Uh, how about yourself, Quinton? Yeah, no, I fully agree, mate. Um, I think they've got Norwich and Burnley coming up. Uh, Wolves do so. I sort of, I'm the same as you. I sort of, my whole mind was to keep Jimenez and uh, Sar in goals at least two for those two fixtures, and then maybe save a transfer and then get both out um, that following week. But I think they're definitely. I probably wouldn't go if you don't have a defensive asset from Wolves. I probably wouldn't. Maybe go the goalkeeper if you want a bit of a differential picking goals. So I think he's owned by about 1.1%. So decent differential at the back there. And um, in regards to West Ham, I think the end is near for a couple of weeks and then they'll mm. kick back into gear. And I, I think just Antonio looked a little bit tired, I think, and, and which is normal because he's pretty much got the weight of uh, West Ham's um, fortunes on his shoulder. And um <laughs> I think uh, Bowen. I agree with you, mate. He, I watched the sort of the short uh, version of the game, and it looked like he did everything but score or assist. So, I think he got a couple of block shots. He, I think he put a ball on a platter for someone, and they missed. So, I really think between him and Antonio, both great assets. I'm sort of hopefully it goes better this time. Getting on Bowen early, like I did of Jimenez, except Jimenez didn't sort of return to about four game weeks later. So I'm hopefully bound will get a return a bit earlier than that. And I can sort of feel pretty justified in getting him in a bit earlier. But um, uh, yeah, apart from that, I might look at Creswell in the next few weeks when their fixtures start to turn. But yeah, apart from that, it'll probably be Antonio and just bound for me. I'm I've got a, I was going to say before you cut uh, <laughs> uh, to Ben, I've got to add as well, uh, Antonio is probably another one that may get rested over this period. Um, I don't know if his hamstrings will be able to um, sort of play three games in a row without sort of a break, like as in, you know, the Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. So just that might be a little, if you're sort of swaying between keeping him and not. um, Yeah, so I would say he'd probably rested one of those three games. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. The weight of your uh, fantasy team and the weight of West Ham's fortunes, mate. I think he's hamstring. <laughs> <Nah. laughs> and the weight of Jamaica. <laughs> what about you, Benny? What's your thoughts, mate? Yeah, I, I think I've got to agree again, guys. Um, I think for me, I really like watching Huang at the moment. He's so erratic and pacey and just harries defenders. 
um, he, he harries them into making def- uh, mistakes. So I think as a fantasy asset, when he's that high up the pitch, he's A, going to latch onto the ball and, and provide an assist to someone like Jimenez, who's going to put him in the back of the net, or going to be in and around the box and put, put it in the net. And at 5.8, um, I don't think you can argue that argue that value. Um, I think the only other option in the Wolves um, backline I like, just as a, a, a cheap option, is A, Nori. I think he's a little bit wayward with some of his crosses, but you can see there's, an, there's a player in there. Um, so I think if anybody is looking to fill that last defensive spot for the next couple of weeks, I think A, Nori is definitely an option. Um, and the West Ham boys, the West Ham boys, look, I think they've just had an off game. They've not come to the races. Um, you know, Bowen looks absolutely majestic at the moment. I think if you're going to bring any West Ham player in, um, I think you bring him bring him in. Um, and Damo, I'm, I'm sorry to say that um, although I really rate Antonio, um, I think he's looking a little bit off the boil and he's going to come out of my team this week, mate. <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, justified decision, mate. If I didn't have so many headaches, I sort of I was thinking of just downgrading him for maybe three weeks anyway. But yeah, can't do that now that I've got a few more headaches to fix in my side. Fires to put out, mate. We've all got them. But you guys are flying. I've got more fires than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's all right. My house hasn't burnt down yet, but uh the, the news at Chilwell sort of it's pushing me towards that direction. Um, next up we got Man City and Everton. Um this is similar to Chelsea-Leicester game where it just looked like Man City were just wanting to try keep it a bit competitive and not smash them too much. But, I mean, they accidentally smashed them. Didn't look like they were deliberately trying to do it. Um, Cancelo just continues to be an absolute freak. Sort of between him, James, and Trent Alexander-Arnold, if you've got those three at least, I think you're just you're pretty safe. You could probably not even start two plays and you'd still come out on top. So he just looks on fire and his pass to Sterling's goal was something you'd see from uh, Iniesta or Xavi in the day. So I think he's pretty much just got everything going for him. He can shoot, he can score, he can assist, pretty much does everything. So um, Sterling sort of got a rare start. I'm not sure whether he's back in the good book shed or whether they'll just sort of give him game time while they rested a few players, but definitely probably should have had two goals that game. And um, if he does continue to start, I think he's lost a fair bit of value. So he might be one to look at. But as you know, it's sort of a bit of a frustrating thing trying to pick who's going to start for Manchester City. So don't think I'll be going that way myself. Um, In the likes of Everton, don't really have any interest in him at the moment. Just a bit of a watch on DCL when he's back from injury. But... Yeah, can't look at them. What about you, Damo? Nah, for me, uh, obviously with Everton, it's a massive pass for me. Uh, Rich Allison's now suspended. No DCL, no Decore still. Half the side is injured or suspended. Uh, they need, obviously, they're in a bit of financial trouble as well with the uh, FPP. Uh, they're in the minus in terms of FPP. So they're going to have to either sell in January or at the end of the season. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, I don't think they'll get relegated by any stretch of the means, but um, I think Everton will finish probably in the bottom six this season and probably in future seasons as well. They're just not looking great at the moment, which is disappointing for a team with such sort of history and pride sort of thing. So hopefully they do bounce back soon. 
in terms of Man City, uh, I love Cancelo. I absolutely love Cancelo. Like to me, he's the only Man City asset I want at the moment. Uh, if you you know had a bit more coin to spend, potentially uh, you know you grab their keeper as well. Uh, but uh, you know you're paying a bit more premium for that. Uh, other than that, you know if you if you have Foden still, I'd keep him. I'm pretty sure he'll be back this week. Uh, but uh, you know, other than that, uh, I think um, that's about it in terms of Man City. Uh, yeah. So, how about yourself, Ben? Yeah, I think Man City, like you say, guys, they didn't even get out of second gear. Absolutely toyed with Everton. Everton just look hopeless without Decore. Like without him in the middle of the park, just uh, bridging that gap between um, sort of the midfield to the attack. They just look toothless. Even um, Gray at the moment, who was such a bright spark early in the season, has gone off the boil and I'm not even interested in. Um, so Everton, yeah. I think actually you should target teams who play Everton. You know, as like a one-week punt or a two-week punt if you see them in the horizon. I think they're that bad at the moment. So, yeah. Avoid at all costs. Man City... I'm just reading the notes. Fuck, I love Cancelo too. Um, <laughs> absolutely. What a boy. After his, uh, his antics for me. Um, the only other person we haven't spoke about, which I'm really interested in, um, and this is due to De Bruyne's absence, and it really depends on how long he's out for. But I was looking into it and doing some research, is uh, Gundogan. I really think he's going to start coming into the forefront and and hitting the edge of the box and maybe just showing his class in terms of a fantasy football asset because he's been really quiet. Um, So I think someone's got to give with him. He's, he's He's hitting the box a lot. And I think I saw one of his XG stats. It's still 1.40, which is still a higher amount of goals for the, for the season that he's having. I thought you might have said one of my other boys uh, in Bernardo. Who's, yes, um, and him, and him, of course. <laughs> who's a pretty decent asset himself. Yeah, was it last like... year that Gundogan had that run yeah. where he was just an absolute insane FPL asset to have? Yeah, yeah. He was pretty cheap last season too. He just came out um, out of nowhere and then just started banging in goals for fun. So I'm going where his XG comes from. Because remember he's at, on the edge of that box. Remember last year he was just banging in goals for fun. Yeah, I'm hoping he starts to hit the edge of the box and he can become a potential asset for us all again. Yeah, definitely. Oh. I sort of... Uh, yep, you got the next game. Sorry, mate. Actually, no, no. I'll let, um, I won't let oh, Benny yeah, take right. over this one, mate. Senior Leeds Tragic, mate. <laughs> and a Leeds Tragic, I am. Um, I watched I watched this game. Um, I, I stayed away from the score. I got up, I had my coffee. I watched the first half and I was absolutely buzzing. I was like, what a performance. Considering all the players we had missing, we had Rodrigo missing, we had Rafinha missing, we had Bamford missing, we still had Robert Koch and Ailing missing, um, and we even had Geldart up front. So I actually generally thought, and I'm trying to not look, look back at this game with rose-tinted glasses, and, and stop me if I'm wrong, but I think we played them off the park the first half. I was actually um, quite surprised. I watched it before, I think it was before I went to work, and I was like, I was absolutely buzzing as well because I didn't have Kane or Son, and I'm like, how good <laughs> is this? 
Yeah. So, and we got that goal through James, who is, yeah, he's kind of like, I saw, I saw something on Twitter recently describing him as, an, as the invincible. I've forgotten his name. He just runs. He just he just runs and runs and can't do anything else. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, he's he's finished that well. Um, I don't think you look at any other Leeds assets to be fair, other than Rafinha. Um, he's our main man. Like when he's back, like all the points are going to come through him. So I don't think you bother um, unless you need to just chew in Geldhart. Um, like I think he's four point three or four or whatever he is. He's 4.5, 4.5. 4.5, there you go. Like, if you really are desperate and you need to just fill a spot up front, then he's worth a shout. But, yeah, Spurs, I'll maybe let you guys go over him, but I generally just don't think they deserve to win that game. There was a draw written all over it. So, I felt I I felt robbed. It was going to be a draw, to be honest. Yeah, I felt robbed, guys. So, uh, I think Kane and Son, yeah. And what's wrong with them? What do you think? I just think that I don't know what's wrong with Son. I think it's just like Kane. Kane looked a bit better on the weekend, but just the whole year just kind of looked like he doesn't want to be there or just isn't interested. And kind of all those fifty-fifty balls that he'd be sort of getting the ball and passing it off to Son, he's kind of just not really getting to the ball. And then Son's kind of having to work a bit harder and try get Kane involved, and it's just yeah, it's just not working at the moment. Um. Yeah, I, I agree with you in the Leeds assets. I think Raf's the only one. I was trying to look at an angle at um, bringing in James or sort of talking about James, but yeah, he just he's like a cattle dog, just runs and runs and runs all day. But yeah, he's not going to get that consistent sort of goal scoring or assist and that. But he did look good on the against um, Spurs, so sort of it was hard to not be able to sort of talk about anyone else from Leeds. But at the moment, Raf sort of. Mr. Consistent for them at the moment when he's playing. Um, in uh, regards to Spurs, I was sort of looking at Kane this week. I was going to look at him as a bit of a downgrade from uh, Ronaldo, but I might end up having to downgrade Tierney um, to someone possibly or even upgrade him to uh, Regulon. So at this point, I'm sort of a bit torn in who I get in this week. And... Um, yeah, probably won't be going near Son. Just don't really have anyone in the midfield that I really want to get out at the moment. And the only other person I would get out is Brownhill, but he's too cheap. So, but yeah, apart from that, sort of Regulon, Emerson, I'm sort of looking at both of them. Both are viable options for this run. But yeah, outside, sort of obviously Kane, Regulon, and Emerson, I'm not really looking at anyone else. What about you, Damo? Yeah, so basically, obviously, the ones that you mentioned, Kane, Son, Regulon. I think they're all good options. You know, uh, Spurs do have a pretty decent run of fixtures coming up. Um, I think you only grab one out of Kane. So usually, they usually when we sort of make up our FPL teams, they, they almost come as a package, like in terms of Kane and Son. But um, I think at this stage, if you're going to have a Spurs asset, I think you have either Kane or Son, not both. Uh, Kane definitely for this like little straight. If, if there's any time that he is going to score and return, it's got to be in this three game stretch. If he if he does not if he does not return uh, in this three game stretch, then pretty much write off Kane for a year and um, pretty much write his ticket to to Man City for about fifty mil cheaper 50 than cents. 
<laughs> for about 50 mil cheaper than um, the what City wanted to pay for him uh, at the start of this year. So, you know, like it's just he's very chalk and cheese in terms of playing for, well, not only, not only like he, he's smashing goals for fun in Europe, smashing goals for fun in, um, in the internationals. Uh, obviously, you know, weaker opponents and all that kind of stuff, but uh, he just, for some reason, just doesn't show it. And he's not showing it in the um, EPL at the moment. So uh, hopefully for Spurs' sake, um, you know, they can sort of turn around or in saying that they won, they beat Leeds, but, um, you know, at least turn around their form a little bit um, because they just haven't looked haven't looked right. Uh, in terms of Spurs, uh, Spurs, sorry, in terms of Leeds, obviously Rafinha is probably the only one. As um, Ben mentioned, you know, if you, if you want to sort of downgrade right to a 4.5, Galhard at the moment is a playing option. You know what I mean? A lot of people have um, uh, that, I think the Tottenham, I've forgotten his name now, but the Tottenham 4.5 just sitting on the bench doing nothing. You know, Galhard is at least is playing. Uh, and I think he returned against Wolves, uh, Galhard as well. So, you know, like he might bob up for a, for a goal and assist, Um uh, potentially until um, Leeds get their striker back. Um, but yeah, other than Rafinha, like, I don't know, can actually, can you elaborate, Ben? What was actually, why didn't he play this this week? I think it was just an illness. And I don't okay. know, I don't know what the illness was. It was, it was not meant to be COVID. Um, I think maybe, do you know what? Poor bloke, he's been flying to Brazil every other week. So yeah. it's probably t- tiredness and having the whole weight of the, Leads expectations on his shoulders. <laughs> do you think he'll? Do you think he'll be back this week? Yeah, I think he's he's meant to be back by all, all reports. Could have yeah. had um some bad seafood in uh South America, mate. That's it, dodgy prawn. <laughs> um, I'll still stand by my fact, Damo, that I think if they just let Harry Kane wear his England jersey, just fade out the <laughs> the England emblem, I reckon he's going to go on absolute tear. So. I really think, and then maybe they can do the same for um, Harry Maguire as well. Just maybe make it a red England jersey for us. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not sure what they'd have to do to put in that paperwork to get it sort of passed through, but definitely worth looking at if I was um, coaching Spurs at the moment. Um, I might do the next game, mate, and then you can finish up with the yeah, last no game. Uh, I'll go to Newcastle-Brentford, three or draws. Actually quite an entertaining game. Um your boy St. Max, mate, got mm-hmm. the return. He looked pretty good up front. And as I said to Benny at the start of the pod, I sort of, I really liked Wilson this week and I picked him as my differential last week. And he kind of just had one of those games where he didn't really do anything bad but didn't do anything good and just it was just a real quiet game. And I think that definitely this week he can probably turn that around a bit and maybe get a bit more sort of active out the front third. But I think, out of them two, I'm not really looking at anyone else from uh, Newcastle at the moment. Uh, in regards to Brentford, Tony finally got a goal. I'm sure the people that probably got him out were absolutely fuming, but they their defence looks like it's gone to shit ever since Rye's gone out. So I think when we're a bit hesitant when uh, you're looking at assets that were playing Brentford, you're kind of a little bit sort of wary whether they were going to, I guess, halt any attacking returns for those players. But at the moment, it just sort of seems like it's open season at the moment. I think just the communication at the back there sort of just disappeared lately. So I still think that they're, they'll stay up this year and, and they'll probably finish mid-table. But 
they just don't look like the same sort of Brentford that I watched at the start of the year. But outside them, sort of Henry's a decent option um, in defense as well as Pinnick. So if you're wanting, I guess, an attacking asset, more sort of to get those attacking returns rather than defensive returns, I'd be looking probably at one of those two. But outside that, there's no one really else that interests me. What about you, Demo? Yeah, so, uh, you know, St. Max, my boy, one of my boys just keeps uh, ticking over. Uh, you know, is he better than Wilson? Well, at the moment, nah. <laughs> at the moment, he's showing that it is, mate. So I think he's, uh, like, over the next sort of three or four game weeks, I think he scores more points than Wilson. I really do. So I'll be uh, keeping my eye on St. Max and... Uh, I'm I'm really uh, I'm going to be have to make a tough choice this week whether I I'm going to have to bench either Rafinha or Saint Max so and I, I really can't decide at the moment uh, who I'm going to bench and yeah so I, I think uh, uh, you've sort of got me on the line and maybe maybe uh, Ben maybe I I bench uh, Saint Max this week because it's yeah. Arsenal away but uh, you know he he just ticks over mate just ticks over so. Uh, in terms of um, Brentford, you know, um, Wembo must be the luck, uh, unluckiest player in, in EPL history. Hit the post again, I think he did. So uh, he just, you know, he could have a handful of returns and then every week just seems to be getting closer and closer. It just just doesn't seem to, um, to do the job. So, yeah, so <laughs> that's pretty much it for me. How about yourself, Ben? Yeah, I actually think that's a really interesting uh, matchup this week because uh, Maximan against Arsenal defence, who aren't that solid, and Maximan's just an absolute baller and could turn up at any moment. Mm. Or Rafinha, who literally does all leads attacking on his own, and against a Brighton side who are meant to be solid. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they go there. Um yeah, in terms of the games, I, I thought that I could, could never saw never saw three three. To be fair, I think to be honest, in my opinion, right now the, these guys are both going down for me. Um, mm. I think Brentford have have actually lost some of their sparkle, um, and conceding to way too many goals. And and if you look at the likes of Tony and and Buemo and Bomo, um, can them guys outscore? the amount that they concede at the moment. Not sure if it's Raya that's that's missing in between the sticks that's done this, but yeah, some of it's gone wrong. Um and and Newcastle um is really gonna depend on on who they bring in, in January for me and, and how Eddie Al goes. So because they're cut adrift on it. They're they're pretty they're six points behind already, are they? Are they not? Yeah, they need to sort of I mean, they need to start winning games because it's not going to get easier because I do think that they have some hard fixtures to finish the season out. So they really need to be getting sort of points in these type of matches, getting max points anyway. Mm. But yeah, um, I think the only fantasy assets you'd look at for Newcastle for sure are Maximin and, and uh, Wilson, even if he did let me down. Yeah, no, def- definitely, mate. I, I reckon, I guess... I'd love to do a bet for you, Damo, over the next six <laughs> game weeks. Whoever scores the most uh, buys um, the other a stake when we uh, catch up. Nice, nice. So uh, in terms of what, St. Max and uh, Wilson? Yeah, mate. 
I'll take that bet on right now, mate. I reckon St. Max, he's already 10, he's already 10 points ahead of me where we started last week, yeah? <laughs> no, nah, no. Nah. Well, no, we'll do one from, so from next game week to, so what's next game week, 13? Yeah, do the so game week 20. We'll, uh, we'll go from 13 to 20 and we'll, we'll come back in game week 20 and see, uh, see where we stand. I hope and you that. like chalk steak, mate. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and, the, and the winner's got to take a picture on Twitter and post it as well, guys. Come yeah, on, definitely. Done, done mate, done. Uh, well, I've got the last game. We've got uh, Villa versus uh, Brighton. So uh, Villa sort of um, oh, two new winners. I won't say comfortable winners, but uh, <laughs> pretty pretty decent. Uh, played pretty decently. I think uh, Gerard is starting to have um, his effect on the team as well. So... Um, in saying that, at the moment, uh, this stretch here is probably going to be Villa's harder stretch. So at the moment, I won't be looking at any assets from from Villa. But uh, you know, if they if they can come on this little uh, this little stretch and play well and sneak a few results, then uh, definitely looking at uh, some Villa assets in probably about two or three weeks' time. Uh, in terms of Brighton, like the Brighton's uh, feature run, I think opens up now. If you kept Sanchez, like if you kept Sanchez, he's going to be obviously looking great now. You know, coming back from a week off. Uh, you know, my other boy Lamptey just you know keeps looking great. You know, um, but uh, as I said, uh, you know, as I said, he would be. Uh, and uh, yeah, so obviously. Look out for look out for Lamptey. You know, I think he's four point four at the moment. So, you know, um, yeah. So definitely look out for him. Uh, how about your uh, self queue? Yeah, sort of. Uh, I'm similar. Not really looking at Villa assets at the moment. I mean, Watkins did look pretty good on the weekend, and I think when Ings comes back up front, uh, Gerard likes to play that second striker out wide, which he did when he was at Rangers. So I could see Watkins playing out wide, which. Could be pretty good for fantasy, but, yeah, why the fixtures are like they are, probably wouldn't be looking at them at all. And uh, in regards to Brighton, I sort of I like the Shadow Lamptey at 4.4. Sort of I'm, I'm in two minds here, whether Lamptey at 4.4 or spend the 0.2 and go up to Kukurea. So, but then again, you've got Regulon at that similar price as well, so it might be a little bit risky. But, yeah, I sort of I like the Shadow Lamptey and Kukurea as their uh, wingbacks they get quite forward, so... Their fixture run is opening up, so sort of I'm looking at them too. But yeah, outside that, probably no one else. What about you, Benny? Yeah, guys, I think I'm similar. The only one that's on my radar um, is for, for Villa is Watkins. I think um, it really depends on the fixtures with them. Um, I think he's a great player, and, and I think he'll score points. So yeah, he's a wait and see for me. In um, that front and. Brighton, to be fair, very similar. Um, Sanchez is stuck in my net because I think he's he he can keep clean sheets and, and can get save points. Um, I'm, I'm happy at his price point to to be in the sticks as well for me. So the only other guy I'd look at is maybe Trossard, but there's better options at his price point. I think. Yeah, no, definitely. I think Damo, you like Trossard a couple of pods ago. Like yeah, he, he does flash. And you sort of, and then you'll blank one week, and then you go, "Oh, thank God, didn't get him in." And then you'll flash again. So it's one of those plays yeah. where it's hard to to not look at him, but then you look at him, and then yeah, it's one of those things that's a bit of love hate. And I me. think with, with with Trossard, he's very much a, a long term player. So you know, you get him in, and 
Like it's almost if you're playing that sort of week to week game in terms of head to head, you probably don't look at him. But if you're playing the long game, you know he's not a bad option. Uh, given that you know, like, as you said, you know might rack up double digits one week and then blank the next two and then double digits again. So yeah, no, Good definitely. Point. Well, that wraps up our game review. We might get on to the differentials. Um, usually I try to go for someone a bit lowly owned, but I'm just that confident this week that Jimenez is going to probably get a return and, and a decent return this week. So I've sort of picked Jimenez. I think he's sitting at about 11% owned at the moment. But, yeah, I, I think he's a big shout this week. Um, what about you, Damo? Uh, well, I've I've actually gone Wolves as well. And I've got to say, for a man that stands at... Uh, uh, 165 centimetres, about as tall as I am. Uh, abs- <laughs> absolutely sensational. Daniel Podence, um, uh, it, it obviously, you know, played for, uh, scored against uh, my side, so I can't sort of talk him up too much. But 0.1% owned, uh, you know, can, can kick a cracker of a goal, uh, especially for the next two. I think he, you know, he's, he's sort of broken through in that lineup now. So, yeah, potential in terms of differentials, there can't be much more of a differential than potence at zero point one percent owned. No, <laughs> how about, how about yourself, level, mate. <laughs> uh, but, it, but he's actually good, so you know. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Love that low owned uh, diamond. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, and I got, and I, is this controversial? Because I know they've got PSG tomorrow morning. And I know it's against your team, Damo, but I'm going to go with Gundogan. I think he's coming good. I think I think he's my one to watch. Oh, I like it, mate. I could I could smell uh, West Ham shit the bed two weeks in a row, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually think PSG will, might beat City, so it'll piss them off, and then you'll have to deal with the consequences there. Yeah, mate. I hope that happens, mate. I'll be absolutely frothing at the thought of that. <laughs> no, no, mate. The, the, the podcast next week is going to be called West Ham is Massive 2. <laughs> West Ham is tiny again, mate. That's what we should have named it this week. <laughs> nah, all good, mate. All good. <laughs> uh, we might cover players that we're sort of looking at. Um, I sort of just put down like a Jimenez downgrade option after these next two fixtures. I sort of, I'm sort of be keeping my eye on Adams, Armstrong, uh, Wilson and St. Max and Tony kind of just, I guess, just having a closer look because I, I sort of, there are different price points. And I know you mentioned earlier, Pookie, like just trying to find someone, maybe even just going Dennis or something like that. So just be kind of looking at my options for future transfers to downgrade Jimenez. So that's about all I'll be looking at, mate. Uh, what about you, Damo? Yeah, so obviously... Not now, but with the new management coming in at uh, United, probably, you know, if Van Der Beek can actually get a good set of, um, like, a good run, I um, I really like his game. You know, like, obviously, I sort of said last week, I'm not sure if I said on this on, on the Twitter space or on, on our pod, but, you know, it's a former, a former sort of Ballon d'Or, um, but, you know, potential. That, that talent just doesn't go away. So... Um, I think if Man United can get a decent manager in, I think, um, you know, if they do get Poch in, then, uh, you know, look out for Van Der Beek. Other than that, you know, I've shouted him out before, but Gwehi, I don't think you can ignore him anymore. Um, the only problem is where do you fit him in with the big at the back uh, strategy? So uh, if you're not sort of, uh, if you haven't got that strategy in terms of big at the back with, the, you know, the big defenders down at the back, um, Gwehi's a great option. Uh, how about yourself, Benny? 
Yeah, so I think I've already mentioned him, but I really like the look of um, Zayec for Chelsea. I think he's definitely one, uh, along with his buddy um, Hudson Odoi in, in coming weeks. Uh, and I also, I, yeah, I really, I really like the look of Huang at the moment. Don't know what it is. It's very much eye testy, uh, fantasy football style eye testy. I just think he's in for points. He's kind of similar to a Traore, but he actually has a finishing product. So yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know if you listened to our pod the other week, but our guest uh, called Traore the blue balls of um, FPL. <laughs> I, I think that, yeah, that he must have like balls of an asteroid right now. <laughs> uh, we might get into our shit the bed segment. Uh, this week it was simple for me. I'd like to just keep beating up on um, Maguire, but I said give him a rest this week. And when Antonio, I just thought he just was a bit underwhelming. Like I know that... He looked a bit tired, but, yeah, very underwhelming this week. Um, what about you, Damo? Oh, I thought we'd uh, rename the award him the, the Maguire. Mate, uh, the bet again. <laughs> but uh, so for me, I've um, sort of thrown Man United under the bus uh, in terms of shit the bed. <laughs> oh, you know, you know me by now. But the, I do have a reason why. You know, you go and beat Tottenham 3-0, you lose the coach that you probably wanted as a result, then you go and lose to relegation threat in Watford. Uh, you know, you'll potentially end up with Big Sam now. So Can't wait, mate. Can't wait. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, you probably you, you won the game you were supposed to lose and then lost the game you were supposed to win. So <laughs> you're in all sorts of Man United. <laughs> what about you, Benny? Uh, there's a couple of contenders here, but I'm going to go with Southampton. I generally just thought they shit the bed against Norwich. Like they have thrown themselves right back into a relegation battle. The the league's so tight. If they'd have won that won that game, that'd have given them such a good platform to kick on. Um, and it's dragged them back into the mire. So, yeah, shit the bed. Ralph Hussen Hussen. I can't say his name. Hassan Hootel and the boys. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think Livermento sort of just watching the game or watching like the 16 minute highlight clip, you just didn't really get involved too much. They just kind of looked a bit, yeah, just a bit stale for me. So yeah, great shout mate. Um, might get onto the mailbag questions. Uh, first time we got, would you downgrade Chilworld to Regulon if he's injured or just getting James? Um, I kind of answered this earlier. I, I feel like Chilworld or Regulon's probably a good move if you don't have the cash, but if you do have the cash, I'd definitely just going straight across to James. What about you, Damo? Yeah, so I think um, if you can get James, get James. If you can afford James, just get him. Uh, the only reason, it's it's funny how things work out, but the only reason I've got James over Chilwell is because at the time when I was looking at getting a defender, I think James was about 0.2 or 0.3 cheaper than, than Chilwell. So it's funny how things can progress so quickly. Um, yeah, so if you can, I think they're both great options, but if you can afford James, you get James. What about you, Benny? Yeah, I think in isolation of this game week, I think if you can, I think I, I just generally feel with, uh, with Chilwell being out, Alonso's going to sort of, I think he just debalances that defensive line. So although Chilwell will probably get an assist or a goal, uh, sorry, James will get an assist or a goal, uh, I'm just, yeah, James this week, yes, you could get him in, but I think I would get him in in the ideal world next week and just leave him 
just leave yeah. him and set him forget. But yeah, I'd go James. It's, I'm just getting myself muddled up here. <laughs> That's all good, mate. Uh, next up we got, is it worth downgrading Antonio for three weeks and getting him back in? Um, I think if you don't have any problems in your team, it might be something worth looking at. But I think if you, it's not urgent. So if you do have other fires that you need to put out, I definitely wouldn't be doing that. What about you, Damo? Uh, for me, I think it all depends on how much value you have tied up into him. Like, remember, if you sell him, you sort of lose half that value. Uh, and then, you know, when you do want him for the good running in game week 16, you might not be able to get him back. So uh, you really just have to decide, uh, can I afford him back? Do I want him back? Uh, and really, the, there's a dearth of options um, down oh, up forward. So for me, I'm just going to keep him. Um, you know, for people that are confident enough, they can bench him. I'll be playing him. So, yeah, that's that's me. How about yourself, Benny? Yeah, I mean, I guess I've already answered this in the sense that I have downgraded him um, just for the next three weeks, but do plan on bringing him back. So um, just, just with the fixture run, um, West Ham have. Um, yeah, I'm a downgrade, but he'll probably come back and bite me in the ass. But Man City and, and Chelsea, they're tough games. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's a, it's not a bad decision. It just depends if you have an, another option that you, you, you're sort of backing yourself. Yeah, decent shout. Um, next up, we've got what budget goalkeeper would you get in for the next run of fixtures out of Gaita, Ramsdale, Sanchez, Foster, or Fernandez? Um, I guess Sanchez, their fixtures ha- do open up a bit, so possibly him, but, I mean, you're going to get save points out of Gaita as well, so... Probably out of them too for me. What about you, Damo? Yeah, for me, I think it uh, it's out of maybe Sanchez, Sanchez and Ramsdale uh, in the short term. Foster potentially in the long term, um, given that their fish is open up in, uh, in about three game weeks. But I'm keeping Sanchez. Like Sanchez has got uh, Leeds next and West Ham, Southampton, Tottenham, Wolves. So uh, it's not a bad uh, fixture run for them. So... Yeah, if any, if anything, I'd go Sanchez first, Ramsdale second, Foster third for me. Oh, for sure. What about you, Benny? Yeah, Sanchez. I've got him in and I'll keep him in for sure. Yeah, no. Nah. Um, next up, we got thoughts on best sub-7 million forwards and midfield for the next four to six game weeks. Um, I'm probably looking at the likes of, I guess, you can probably get Smith-Rowe in still because their fixtures are sort of good and bad, so plug-and-play kind of player. And um, I like the shout of an early um, go at Bowen as well. I think he's going to be um, to the similar thing where some of these harder fixtures, they've got uh, good fixtures in between them. So definitely like him. And then I think Saar in the three weeks and Watford's fixtures do open up depending on how bad his injury is. I think it's just more of a niggle than anything. Um I think he might be worth looking at. And then I think if you don't have Gallagher, I'd probably be getting him this week before you miss their decent fixtures. But I would say Cornet as well, but he's kind of Burnley's fixtures a bit all over the place. So, but yeah, that's me. What about you, Damo? Yeah, for me, I think up forward, the only sub 7 million um, player you'd even look at getting is probably St. Max. Uh, You know, their fixture run, you know, obviously Arsenal this week, but then they've got Norwich, Burnley, uh, Leicester, which he could get something out of. Uh, in terms of uh, sub seven million uh, midfielders, you, can, you can't go past Gallagher. He's, you know, six he's six point oh now, but you know he's you know he gotten he's gotten five, eleven, thirteen the last three games. 
you know, obviously Smith Rowe still a shadow five point nine. I'd still go Gallagher over him. Uh, Bowen definitely, but not now. Um, probably in about four or five game weeks time. Uh, other than that, there's not really much else out there. Or well, Rafinha at six point seven, uh, probably for the next three. Um, but other than that, that's pretty much it for me. Uh, how about yourself, Benny? Yeah, I'd probably go. And this is just the next three game weeks for me. I'd go. I'd only look at probably Mora. I think he's an interesting shout. Um, Gallagher, hundred percent. Smith Rowe, hundred percent. Uh, and the strikers, uh, I think I already mentioned Huang and probably Benteke. Other than that, not too interested. Yeah, no, definitely. I think between those, most people are probably on most of those. But yeah, no, definitely yeah. good shout, fellas. Um, last one we have: Do we sacrifice Livermento to play five at the back? Um, I'd probably just keep Livermento. He's a good player to have on your bench. Um, don't have to play him every week, and then you know. What you get with him, you're not paying much for him. If he comes on and gets two points, you're not really going to be filthy. But, yeah, no, I wouldn't sacrifice him at all. What about you, Damo? Yeah, no, I'm the same. I, I think for sort of uh, like uh, the way I have my team set up at the moment, you know, I've got Rudiger James, TAA, Cancelo. I think that's uh, enough. I think Livermento is great to have sort of as that backup option that plays every week. Uh, I think you sort of hamper your squad a little bit too much if you go sort of five at the back and uh, as much as the, the, the backs are dominating and scoring fun at the moment, uh, I think, you know, once the clean sheets do dry up, then you're sort of stuck. So I think four at most, uh, not five. I think we keep Livramento. Yeah, no, for sure. What about you, Benny? Yeah, I'm, I'm holding Livra, the golden boy of FPL. Yeah, hopefully he hits 5.0 by towards the end of the season. I might be able to do a bit of an upgrade by then. But, yeah, no, definitely we'll be taking him out. Um, on our podcast, mate, whenever we have a guest on, we sort of ask them sort of a bit of a life question, something a bit random. Um, this week our question is, uh, in what order do you put your jam and cream on your scones slash pancakes? Whoa. Uh, oof, scone. Jam then cream for sure. Yeah. See what what's your uh, what about you, Damo? Yeah, I um I actually am probably the opposite. I go cream first, then jam, oh. then the, like the, the little slightest bit of jam on top. I don't know why I just do that. Um, pancakes one's a weird one though, uh, Quentin. I I wouldn't have cream or jam on on pancakes for me. It's <laughs> it's all about the syrup and um, a bit of vanilla ice cream if you've got it. Uh, yeah, yeah so just I'm... wouldn't know for you, mate. You do like pineapple on your pizza, so it's kind of How about yourself, Gwyneth? Yeah, no, nah, sort of. I go the cream first and the jam last. Just to light the uh, to keep the jam as the main uh, the main star of the dish. And I feel like if you put the the jam first, it kind of sort of sinks into the the scone a bit, and then the cream just becomes the the star of the show. So. Yeah, Definitely yeah. don't like it the other way, but I think it's one of those ones where it's more of a preference thing. I think you um, said that the cream on top, is it a nipple? You said you don't like the nipple. <laughs> something like that, but that's, that's supposed to stay off the pod, man. It's supposed to <laughs> but, uh, but, Quentin, uh, a question without notice. Uh, which way do you eat your scone? Like, you know you know how last week you were talking about eating your bread the, the, the wrong way around? You know, do you turn your scone upside down so you can... Oh. <laughs> No, nah, I eat this one normal, mate. This is too much mess. But um, yeah, no, nah, it's yeah, it's one of those things where 
yeah, you've got to eat it the right way out, mate. Nah, that's all good, man. Um, might get on to our team plans for uh, this week. I sort of, I think I'm going to go Captain Salah this week. I think he's due to sort of uh, come back to his usual self this week. I'm, I'm even sort of, I probably won't do it because it's a bit silly, but I'm even looking at the triple captain this week. I think he could go on an absolute haul this week. So that's a sort of something that I'll be pondering with this week. And um, I might possibly be going Ronaldo to Kane, but. It just all depends on what I decide to do with Tierney or Chewell this week. So what about you, Damo? Yeah, I'm just going to say, uh, Quentin, it just seems that you copy my moves every week. Are you, are you scared I'm getting a bit too close to you, mate? So <laughs> my uh, my move this week is probably Ronaldo de Kane at this point. Uh, and uh, obviously, uh, after sort of talking to you folks tonight, I'm, I'm, I think I'm re- ready to pull the TAA captain this week. I, I'm not quite sure. I'm just going to see... How sort of uh, how I go sort of closer to the to the deadline, but uh, if it's not Salah, it's TAA. So it's definitely a Liverpool uh, captaincy this week. I'm looking yourself? forward to moving uh, further places ahead of you, mate. <laughs> oh, we'll see how we go, mate. We'll see how we go. Uh, how about you, Benny? Yeah, I think I'm. I really like that TAA shout for captaincy. So I'm going to have a think, um, but it'll either be Salah or him. And I think I'm going to bring in Huang and Gundogan. So I've got some some ground to be catching up on new boys in your lofty K position. So I've got to take a risk or two. That's all right, Damo. We'll be back down there and you'll be ahead of him soon, mate. So don't stress. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That about wraps up our pod this week. I'd like to thank you for coming on, Benny, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks for having me. That's all good. Um, for all our um, content, head over to our Twitter, FPL Amateurs of Oz. Um, Damo's content over at FPL West Ham. And head over and check out the Maverick boys at FPL Australia. They uh, do an absolutely awesome pod. I listen to it every week. And uh, if you like our sort of relaxed pod, mate, you're going to love theirs. So definitely go check it out. I think yous are on all platforms as well like us, aren't you? Uh, correct, mate. Thanks for the shout. I appreciate that. No, perfect, mate. So anything we can do to help you out, mate, because we enjoy your pod. So I think everyone else deserves yeah. to hear it as well, mate. I would say, oh, say if the listeners give them, give them some love over on Twitter as well. So they're uh, uh, obviously to get the uh, the Twitter account up. So, but yeah, uh, definitely, definitely shout out you boys. You, you do you do a great job. Awesome, boys. And we'll have you on in the next couple of weeks for a couple of Maverick picks as well, yeah? Yeah, for sure, mate. Uh, definitely. I uh, won't be any Kenny McLean, but I'll try to think of something a bit, <laughs> a bit better. <laughs> um, for all our podcasts, head over to Spotify, iTunes. And if you are on iTunes, remember to uh, rate us five stars, even if you don't like our pod. helps us get to as many listeners as possible. And um, that about wraps up, mate. I uh, hope you have a good week. Not you, Damo, but I uh, hope, Benny, you have a good week, mate. Thanks, mate. Same to you, guys.